Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Buffs on Podcast. We are the best POD in the 313. Uh, coming fresh off of All-Star Weekend. Um, it's kind of been a lonely week without uh, Piston games, but we got 23 games left in the regular season. We got uh, 13 versus the bottom seven teams in the East, which is interesting. Three to five of those games are going to be tank-offs. If you consider the Magic as a tanking team, then um that's where the extra two come from you got two against charlotte you got one against uh the rockets but the one everybody's gonna have circled on their calendar is tuesday march 21st as the pistons visit atlanta and sadiq bay so before we jump into the second half of the season we got some goals for you guys that we all have whether they're team or personal goals for certain players um so uh, sometimes these things psycho out, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, Valley is the first one on my screen, so we'll go with Valley. What is your first goal for the latter part of the season? Yeah, I've got an Isaiah Stewart-oriented goal. Um, I've spoken about high, how high I am on Isaiah Stewart all season, um, even when that three-point shot hasn't come along. And my goal is to cement a starting role now with the addition of Wiseman and get to around 34, 35% on five attempts per game from deep. If you look at the splits over the months for Isaiah Stewart, just his three-point percentage, he came out in October, you know, first year really shooting that three from the get-go, um, just over four attempts per game, 23%, not, not overwhelming. Next month, November, he was hot, 51.7% on 3.6 attempts. And then we saw a bit of a downward spiral. December still good, 36.6, just over four attempts. But January, a shoulder injury, perhaps, you know, we've talked about this, may have had an impact on him, but 11.5% on just 2.9 attempts per game. But this last February saw him attempt 5.4, a career most for any month that he has played in, in the NBA, and he shot 32% from deep. He's got to be an outside threat um, to be, you know, to realistically have a long to long-term role here in the NBA. I like the comparison, or I like the idea of having him as a, an undersized five off the bench, but I just don't think that's who he's going to be anymore. Um, I genuinely think he's going to become a knockdown shooter, um, you know, kind of Grant Williams-esque. And when you look at the three bigs we have that we rotate between Stewart, Duran, and Wiseman long-term, one of them's got to be a knockdown shooter. Um, and I think Stewart is going to be that guy. But so, yeah, like I said, I want to see the attempts continuing to stay above five per game. And he's shooting around 31% right now. So I'd love to see him get up to 34, 35% from deep. And I will get my first one out of the way too, because it ties pretty much directly into yours. And that is Isaiah Stewart at least finishing above 33% from behind the long line. Uh, Connie, what do you got as your first goal that you want to see in the latter part of the season? Uh, my first goal is statistics related, but not on the side of the players, but on the side of the people that make statistics. My favorite thing about Pistons stats is the post-All-Star -All game stats. Player yeah. X is averaging this insane stat line post-All-Star game. And it's a big Pistons thing because for some it always happens with the Pistons when teams start trying against us in the second half of the season. Then you know, think my goal, my thing to look forward to is uh, some some outstanding ones by Reddit. I'm seeing ones. I'm gonna I'm calling one for Jaden Ivy, and I think we're gonna see some Wiseman ones as well. Like Jaden Ivy is averaging 18, six and seven since the All Star break on this shooting All Star next year, and he's gonna go back to do the exact same thing that he's doing before All Star break next year. And I fall for it every single time, and I can't wait. Gabe, what is your latter part of the season goal for the team? Well, it kind of falls in line with what Connie said. Boyan might get a little knee tightness for a few games, you know what I mean? 
and then we're gonna see livers play more so my goal livers i want to see him get like seven points per game consistently hit a couple threes we 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 know what he can do on the defensive end but i want to see him put some offense together when he's playing 30 30 35 minutes a night in these games that don't really matter and that's exactly why Boyan probably won't be playing. He has nothing else to prove this year. We need him healthy for next year. So I guess it's a two and one. My goal is to not see Boyan for half the games and to see Livers produce some meaningful offense. Uh, what are you What are you talking about offense? Are you talking about just like hitting his threes, or do you want to see some more stuff like hit his threes? Okay, hit his threes. I don't need to see anything off the bounce like. He could cut a little more, in my opinion. But again, that's kind of like our point guards don't draw like eyes. So it's hard for people to get open and cut and stuff. But I'd like to see us like not Sadiq level look for him on three, but kind of, you know, more than like five attempts a game. Like I have to see him take like six, seven threes if he plays like half an hour. I feel like it's a decent amount. I'd love to see him go to the basket after like he beats the guy with the three point fake. Like, if they take the three away from him, it's usually like he goes up, he takes a dribble in, he stops, he either pops or he passes it on. I'd love to see him go to the hoop, maybe like just get his feet in the paint, you know, then you can make the pass, then you can make the next one. But like, I'd love to for him to be a little more active. I don't need him to be like, again, like Sadiq off the dribble where he's just dribbling. But like, if he's going to like, just do the straight line drive, get to the, get to the paint. I want to see a little bit more out of Livers um, in an offensive perspective beyond just, like, yeah, hitting his three-pointers. I was going to say the same thing. And we played the Bulls a couple of times, so I, I want to see him not bite on every single pump fake that DeMar DeRozan throws his way. That would also be very encouraging. Valley, your second goal for the latter part of the season. Yeah, uh, no, no disguise that now. I've got some goals for Killian Hayes because it's been a bit of a disappointment recently with Killian Hayes after such a high swing. Um, just overall in the season, 9.5, 2.7, 5.8. Not terrible, but you look at the 37% and 30% effective shooting percentages. But he has looked a little bit more comfortable when he started without Cade. Um, 11 points, about seven assists per game without Cade. Um, but these numbers would be way more impressive. I know he was flirting around like 14 and eight without Cade before this struggle. And it just shows his last eight games, he's averaging seven points and six assists per game. So a simple goal for him that I don't know if it's going to be that simple is just get back to double digit points per game. And my second part of that goal is increase your field goal percentage to 40 and your three point percentage, at least two or three more percent on the 30 percent it's at right now. So overall offensive efficiency, um, I just would love to see increase adjust to those teams that are now, you know, scouting you out a little bit, forcing you right, knowing that you can only go left and just making some jumpers is a big part of that. Do you guys think, do you guys think that's a realistic goal? No. Increasing the field goal percentage to 40 and then getting back to 10 points per game? <laughs> getting back to 10 points per game, like on the season? Yeah, season average, average over 10. He's on 9.5. No, he ain't doing that. I think he will. Dang. Yeah, I mean, that ties into my second one, too. I knew Valley was going to come in hot with the statistics, so I just kept mine super plain. I was going to say I want to see better basketball out of Killian Hayes. Uh, we've documented on this pod that he's had a terrible stretch as of late. Honey and Gabe were not as high on the game in Boston as Valley and I were. We didn't think it was great by any means, but we thought it was an, an improvement over how he had been playing. So I'm hoping he, uh, after a little break, rides that upswing 
through the end of the season because it's it's make or break time for Killian Hayes. These 23 games could be very well be the last 23 games he plays as a Piston or in the NBA. Connie was saying those post-All-Star game statistics. I'm, I'll throw something out there for Killian Hayes. I would love to see a Reddit post at the end of the season saying Killian Hayes after the All-Star break averaged 14 points per game and seven assists. I'd love to see something like that. I think it's a, it's reasonable, it's doable, and he needs something like you said. Like it's it's make or break time. It has to be now to get your spot for next season. You think he can average fourteen points a game for the next twenty three games? Absolutely. Okay. All right. I'll 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 be with you on the optimist. I don't. I wasn't gonna say fourteen. I was more in like the eleven, eleven and a half, twelve range at max. But hey, I like it. I like it's it. Make break time, go home. It's make or break time. I think he'll get to 10 points. He's going to ha- have some huge games end of, end of season. I don't know. He'll get to 10. 10.1. Hey, I'm fine with it because, I mean, if we land in the one through – basically, we land one through six, maybe even seven, depending on how the draft boards shake out, he's gone. Like, there's there's somebody that can replace him in each one of those spots. Connie, what was a second goal for the latter part of the season? Uh, my second goal is a team goal, um, and that is to remove ourselves from the bottom five defensively. Okay. Um, that can mean either for the whole season through or just like post All Star break. But I'd like to. I think we're twenty seventh right now uh, in terms of defensive efficiency. The only teams being worse than this are the are the Spurs. Yeah. And, are we 29? We might be 29. I'll look it up. But uh, if we got the 25 in defensive rating, that would, you know, that would, I think that would be the post all-star game stat that shows a little bit of improvement from this team. Cause that would mean that we leaving people just like wide open on the three point line, or we are communicating a little better. Yeah. We're 28th right now. We ahead of the Rockets and the Spurs. Uh, if we could get to 25, which would only mean to climb the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic, uh, that'd be something cool to happen. But with that, I want to see a decline in offense so that we remain, you know, it, solidly in the mix. I was I was going to say, I mean, I, I had a little point on this as well as my as my team goal is is improved defensive rating because we are, like you said, 28th. And I like that improving defensive rating doesn't necessarily mean let's jump four or five spots in the standings. We can improve our defense and Boyan has ankle soreness. Alec Burks has the same thing or something, you know, whatever makes those guys sit, that makes our offense obviously inevitably much worse. Um, at the same time, while increasing our defense um, substantially, substantially while not winning more games, um, might not please the entirety of, of, of Pistons fans, but for the long term, that's something to absolutely keep an eye out for heading into next season. Yeah, um, my next goal, I want to see Jalen Duran expand his offensive game. And this is just an end-of-season thing. This is not one of what I want to see early next season. This is just for long-term growth. I want to see him keep taking those little turnaround post jumpers, little hook shots. Like Connie said, get a, like a main move in the post. Get a hook shot. Get a little dumper. Whatever it needs to be. I want to see him, you know, even at the free throw line, kind of like what Stewart and Bay started to do, just score a little more points. 
and that's purely just to see what he can do three years down the line, maybe. I'm all for it. I, I believe in the Jalen shot. His free throw form is pretty solid. Uh, he's shown the ability to knock down free throws, which tells me he's got the ability to at least make uh, some sort of a mid-range jump shot. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, your guys' thoughts on Duran forming a jump shot? Or I don't think it's, I don't think it's gonna be a jump shot this year, but I'd love to get him some like lower near the basket moves that more incorporate like his wild athleticism. Uh, I've talked about it. I think a lot of his post moves are a little too ground bound, a little too uh, finesse based. Like he had tried to hit the up and under post footwork, which is great. It's great to have post footwork. And I think he has the makings of it, but I'd love to see a couple post moves where it's just bang, bang up. And it's just like, I'm you like use the physical gifts that you have that separate you from, from everybody else. Makes sense. Valley. Yeah, a lot of the same things you guys touched on. I just want to see more of that dominance, like we saw um, against San Antonio, that monster game. Opportunities to do that. Teams will be sitting players as the season goes on. Yeah, um, have fun. Expand it a little bit, you know, um, work on the, the the post game a little bit. And like you said, I mean, that free throw form looks like smooth. It almost looks like a guard, the way he lets it fly right now. Um, so, yeah, keep setting yourself up for the future um, and have some monster games while you do it. On to our third goal of each, Valley kicks off. Yeah, let's talk about James Wiseman a little bit before I even get into my goal. Like, what do you guys think about his, his debut and stuff? Because my goal is Wiseman-oriented. First of all, you stole each dude that I picked on, so I'm going, <laughs> I'm going first yeah. next time. But, yeah, I guess I'll build off that, too. I, I'm, I'm excited for James Wiseman. Um, he, he gave me everything that I was expecting. Him on uh, his first game uh, showed us uh, his ability and willingness to score, very offense-oriented, which I'm cool with, with his height. I, I, I'm hoping that he he becomes a little more comfortable in our defensive system. He looked just flat-out lost sometimes. He wasn't even paying attention. He's sometimes not even paying attention to where the ball is. He just loses track of his man, and it's over. So I'm hoping uh, game conditioning comes back into form. I'm hoping his defensive awareness increases as well you know after watching some highlights of him and some film I'm, I'm super excited of what he could be and who knows uh maybe him and Marvin Bagley will be sharing the floor together as of the last 23 games of this season so smile or frown at that with what you may but either way I'm just uh I'm excited for James Wiseman and and like Connie was saying maybe he can in Valley maybe he can uh help raise that defensive rating because you know, he showed a, a nice ability to protect the rim. He altered a lot of shots. He was, um, I think Connie mentioned it about Ivy hustling. Uh, it, it's not going to show up in the box score, but I feel like Wiseman did a fairly decent job of protecting the rim in Boston. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the last eight minutes of that game, to be honest. And it's kind of what? <laughs> the best part? You missed the best part? Uh, but... I, I agree with you. Like he kind of gets caught watching either the ball or sometimes his own man, uh, mm-hmm. like maybe get better at splitting the concentration. But I thought like he, he altered shots. He also like, I think deterred people from coming to the rim. Yeah. Uh, Cause he is humongous and he's mad long. Uh, I thought a couple of those Jason Tatum threes where they got him on the switch and he kind of just hit him. Like he kind of just hit him. Like those are just, I wouldn't say bad for me defense on Wiseman, just like that's Jason Tatum doing Jason Tatum. Um, mm-hmm. I will say 
on the on the hater side of things, I didn't hate that three pointer that he took off to the start. I fully I, understand that shot. Like you just want to come in if you hit that, you're just you're just cooking from the very start. So like I I totally understand that three, but he doesn't um, off the ground like I, I I thought he did. I'm gonna be honest. Maybe that's listening, but it, it kind of seems like when like he's not super quick. He's fast, but he doesn't seem super quick with his feet, like to get up and get those blocks. But at the same time, humongous can just block him anyway. And I agree. I'm hoping repetition would will help help that. Um, like he hasn't played a lot of basketball this year. Um, more repetition, you know, get more into the game speed. Um, but Gabe, you got anything on, on Wiseman's debut before I hit my goal with him? I mean, I think I think Ahmed mentioned it that he's not really like a lightning leaper, and that was pretty evident, um, honestly. For what he did, for not playing basketball for however many past, I don't know, three years, basically, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty fresh. I don't see him starting like Weaver said. He wanted him to start. I don't really see that. I mean, that kind of goes back to your first point as well. Do you want to have Stu Duran? What's the, the lineup there? Duran Wiseman, Stu Wiseman? What'll be the, what, what's the one that Weaver was envisioning? I'm, I still question that. I think it was Stu Wiseman, right? It was just Stu Wiseman moving, not yeah, with Duran moving to the bench. Uh, as of right now, I'm not a big fan of Duran moving to the bench, but I think dream scenario, if everything played out in a dream world, it would be Wiseman Duran. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. Um, dream world dream. is. Yeah. Let me live in it. Different starting <laughs> center. Um, kind of have a two-part goal for Wiseman. Um, we have 23 games left. The biggest thing with Wiseman is not been playing games. Uh, so playing 20 out of 23 games, I'll give him the benefit of a, of a couple of games of something happening. And then within those games, I want to see multiple 20 and 10 games because he showed an aggression to just score on the get-go. Like he checked in. Connie, you said it. It took him, what, like 10 seconds to get up a three? Uh, not long after to go to the rack. And then he hit a jumper in the first quarter as well. So a, a tendency to just score the ball, which is nice. That's something we don't have here very much uh, outside of Bogdanovich. So I think multiple 2010 games and then just play in those 23 games. Yeah, uh, I think my goal goes hand in hand. Uh, he has a little bit of a – he has got some jump shot, some touch, but my goal for Wiseman is to, like, get his ass in the paint. Uh, like, you see him run the floor – uh, and then you see him post up, but he post ups kind. Of, his post up is kind of weak, where like they you can kind of let the guy push him out a little bit, um, which really shouldn't because. Mm -hmm. I thought he was stronger defensively than he was offensively. Yeah, which is kind of weird. So if he just like runs the floor like he can, plants his ass down there, like I think if he gets that seal, he is a super talented offensive player, and I think he'll score most of those times. So yeah, I just want him to be a little stronger on the post ups, play more like a big. Uh, but for goodness sakes, our guards better feed the guy. Like, how many lobs did they, like, ignore him on that? I think you called it out. Killing in the fourth quarter, just flat out ignored him and it's gave Koji a three. Another, like, why doesn't Killing is Killian not supposed to be a good passer? Is that not something he had on? Like, oh, he's good at passing in defense, guys. That's why he's sticking around in the NBA, even though he can't play offense or shit. Like, if he's not passing, he's just out there for defense? And he's not really even that good at defense. I think that's like 90. I think that's like 60%. He looks like he's good at defense. Yeah. And if we land the one pick, I think I found a role for Killian Hayes in the league. And yeah. That is, you know, <laughs> I'm sensing a trend here. Um, 
Gabe, what was uh, your third goal? It's all defense for Wiseman for me, especially he wants to be that starting five. I mentioned this in the really well at the rim. I know it's been mentioned before as well. If he can just be like verticality is such an OP thing. He should watch some Roy Hibbert highlights and just become a beast at that. He's tall enough. He's wide enough. He's like, he doesn't jump that quick. But he, if he gets his t- timing done right, like work with Dern and Stu, if he becomes an average defender with the offensive game he has, that would be amazing. If his offense stays where it is and he becomes an elite defender, that would be best case, in my opinion. So that's really what I'm – like he'll put up 2010s this, this last two months pretty much. I want to see some five-block games. He has the size, the wingspan to do it. So that's what I'm keeping an eye out for. I just say we we might have a we might be the first pod to reference Roy Hibbert in 2023. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best <laughs> sign, man. Oh, we want him to play more like Roy Hibbert, the guy who disappeared from the league like two years after his. <laughs> <laughs> No, it might not be the way to go. No, I, I do get the comparison, though. I mean, not that. The prime Pacers was, was pretty influential for them. His ceiling, in everyone's opinion. Is like is that the comparison you want to go with? Roy not Hibbert. at all. Not for me. Um, I mean, it's hard to to make a, a solid comparison having only really – I didn't watch him in Golden State. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no but, idea what his ceiling is. You could tell I'm, me Joel Embiid. You could tell me that it's Marvin Bagley. Like, right I, on. Yeah, exactly. A wide variety. But more of an offensive threat for sure than, than Roy Hibbert ever was. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Sean Kemp, Roy Hibbert. Is, is, is that our comparisons for Dern and uh, – Sean Kemp, Roy Hibbert, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yeah. Kate Cunningham, Luka Doncic, right? I think we're chilling. Something easy. Not too much pressure on the guy. Exactly. All right. So transitioning into All-Star Weekend, uh, Jade Team Powell, uh, the Rising Stars Challenge, Jade Nivey paid playing points with three total assists, one for two from behind the long line. Uh, we talked about this in the group chat. It felt like they were just not giving him the ball, and he just was not having a good time. Uh, I'm back at it, and I agree with you that he slightly got frozen out. There was one fast break in particular where Paulo Bencaro had the ball. Ivy was running up the wing. There was nobody in front of Ivy, and Bencaro could have passed it forwards to him, and Ivy probably would break away dunk. But instead, he gave it to, like, a post-up to some to somebody else, and they didn't score. <laughs> um, but look, looking back through it again, Ivy also didn't, like, demand the ball very much. It, it didn't seem like he really wanted it. Um, That's true, too. And, and when they needed to play defense, he was, like, completely lost. Like, he was scrambling. His man was the one cutting, getting open looks. Um, so he subbed out in game one. But – and then he just I, – I mean, I don't know if they had something against him. I don't know why they started him. But, hey, at least he was there. Um, these are 2-0 and in the skill challenge. Uh, we're 0-2 in the skills challenge. I think Cade, Mobley, and Barnes, was it last year, had an awful performance as well? Yeah. Um, lost to the Cavs. Yeah. Hey, at least the hometown team is winning. Maybe it's rigged. You know what? That makes me feel better. Uh, Ivy showed some serious speed, though. We knew he had it, but it was nice to see it on, like, you know, a national stage. And literally, there was no one in his way. He just got a chance to, like, pick up a ball and go. It was it was exciting to see Ivy for, for a bit. But honestly, 
after Ivy was done, um, I thought All Star Weekend as a whole, or specifically the game, severely disappointing. Um, the game, I mean, obviously, usually isn't isn't great. Other than that one year, uh, everyone was playing hard after after Kobe's passing. Um, the uh, the dunk contest, I I thought it was just a little fun to see. A is somewhere outside the NBA. I mean, I don't want to disrespect Mac McClung here. I know he's signed something with Philly, but just seeing guys outside of of the NBA come from the G League. Um, and seeing those smaller guys do stuff like that. The three-point contest is always fun, but man, do I have my complaints about the game itself. I honestly would rather watch a, a Pistons-Hornets game in mid-March than, than watch the All-Star game itself because it's just negative defense. Um, yeah, I can't say I, I watched much more after like, the first quarter of the All-Star game. Half. Uh, like, it's just kind of, like, it shouldn't be as unentertaining as it is. But when the guy just, like, runs a straight line to the basket and it's a layup, like, it's kind of unentertaining. And I Yeah, and then they don't try to, like, the last 40 seconds for charity. Like, I, I want a little more incentive. And I don't want to blame it on them, but I think the All-Star game, the intensity, it could be heavily dictated. It belongs to everybody, but by the bigs. Because, like, if you just made it not a layup line, like, if Joel Embiid just stood there in front of the rim, it would it would completely change the, like, the, the look of the game, the complexity of the game. I think it would bring other people in to play defense. Like, he doesn't even have to play defense. He just has to not, like, or Joel Embiid, any big, just have to not olay out of the way when somebody goes to the rim. Just stand there with your hands up, and it would be more enjoyable game. I mean, valid test on it, but how do uh, you and Gabe feel about the dunk contest? Um, I mean, there was uh, what's his name, Trey Murphy had some good ones, but it was it was it was a one man show. I felt, mm-hmm. and like the real magic of it is that he hit them all on his first try. Yeah, agreed. I mean, after last year, and also let's start a petition for no more rockets in the dunk contest. If they just, no, just underwhelmed. Not- exciting um but like people say like oh fix the dunk i don't think there's a way to fix the dunk contest or like you just gotta get lucky like i think the 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 way they set it up really doesn't matter whether it's like a time thing or yeah i don't think that matters really at all it's about getting the right guys in there and sometimes you get surprised by the right guys like i didn't think it was gonna be mac mcclung i thought this dunk contest was gonna suck in a lot but like it didn't and it you know what? It's probably going to suck next year because that's just how it is. Like, the dunk contest just is bad for a while, and then there's a good one, and then everybody's like, oh, we saved the dunk contest, and then it's yeah. bad for a while, and then there's a good one. Levine and Gordon dueled, like, back-to-back years? Was, yeah. That was, like, probably the best stretch that I can remember. Yeah. In my life. You probably won't get any better than that. I mean, other yeah. than if you go back to, like, yeah, like Vince Carter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, in recent memory. I think that for me personally, the only way to to improve these events is if there was just a piston in it, to be honest. Like, tell me, Boyan's out there in the three-point contest. I'm watching that with a magnifying glass. See, Boyan, <laughs> why was Boyan? Boyan could have been in the three-point contest. He should have. He really I never, un- never understand how they come to the selection of the players. Uh, I could also see Boyan just um, not wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so what I'm saying. Like, I'll he take probably wants to rest right break instead. Yeah, a little upset we didn't see Jalen Duran, that rolled ankle that he played through in the Celtics game. Would have been nice to see him and Ivy on the same team if that would have even been possible. They, they were going to be on different teams, which probably would have made it even more fun. Yeah, but... but Oh, that's what I was going to back to normal, because we only got 23 games left. I want to at least enjoy them. 
Boyan was invited and he chose not to go. He was a Utah fan favorite. He would have made a bang out there. So for sure, he's just in, I don't know, Croatia or whatever on an island enjoying the week off. Uh, dunk contest. Trey Murphy surprised me. I did not know he had ups like that. You know, you usually need two good people. He was like, he was almost a good competitor to, to Matt. He kind of blew it out the water, but yeah. And then, I mean, the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It's not entertaining to watch. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's look to the week ahead. The Pistons have a total of two games this week. So even though Pistons basketball is back, it's not officially back back at the lighter schedule. Uh, we Thursday night with a throwdown in Orlando as the Pistons battle the Magic. And then we have probably the earliest start in recent memory. Actually, I think we started at noon against the Suns last year. But we start at noon against the Raptors on Saturday. Predictions for the week. I'm going to say one and one. Forget it. I'm going on to. All right. I'll go on to. <laughs> Someone's got to predict the win here. Um, I'll say one and one. And I've also not, like, I've genuinely had this one circled on my calendar. Um, Thursday, February 23rd, Pistons at Magic in Orlando. Uh, excited to see what, what Killian Hayes um what it'll do because obviously it's going to be a very negative reception there um yeah. last time we played him it's just kind of cool i've never seen him in that kind of environment um but it, it might be a little you know a little feisty game if it's anything looking... like paris we're gonna have an awful game so yeah. it's not like paris. I, bet just, I bet he does not rise to the occasion yeah all right hot take 17 points all right all right we we can dream gabe uh your prediction for the week Oh, and two. I don't. I think we're gonna be in a lull coming back, and then once this week ends, we're gonna go on a heater. Well, that's not impossible. After this week, it goes Charlotte, uh, Chicago. Oh, never mind. Cleveland, Portland, and the the Wizards makeup game. So Charlotte is a big one to lose. We need to lose that game. We need to lose both the game to Charlotte and the one to Houston. So I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping those go downhill. Oh, I had an update for you guys. So uh, longtime pod listeners will remember that Connie and Valley virtually shook hands on a deal at the beginning of the season on who will have a higher three-point percentage at the end of the year. Uh, Connie took Jaden Ivey. I think uh, Gabe sided with him. Valley took Killian Hayes, and I sided with him. Uh, Gabe and Connie are in the lead. Uh, 3.2 and Killian Hayes is at 30.5. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna switch teams because you know that kind of seems like cheating at this point. But anyway, continue. Ivy is 33 or 32. Uh I have it as 33.2 as of this morning. All right. Well, what was the wager? I think you said like ten dollars or something. <laughs> I think it was something like that. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? We're we're gonna up the ante here. We're gonna yeah. do something for like the the pod social media page you gotta do like the ice bucket challenge or something we gotta make it more fun as long as i also get my ten dollars <laughs> yeah. fine we'll fi- we'll figure it out once the season ends um and i will be ponying up a full ten dollars that will be cycled back into the pod so it's like the no, circle man, of- it's gonna be sweet once killian ends with a 34 percent. Uh, uh, my loser has to do the remember the steph curry challenge 
No. He broke his 400 threes in a season. There was a Steph Curry challenge, which was you go in the gym and you can't leave the gym until you make 400 three pointers. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take a sleeping bag, a month of food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't do that to the blind man, Connie. That's just hey, mean. I mean, we could get in there, throw, record a little time lapse or something. <laughs> Of us just yeah. shooting, it'll be good. <laughs> okay, we could do that. 300 combined. You can make like 350. I'll make like 50, and we're good. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts uh, before we get on out of here? Last thought is we could do a variation of it where the loser has to make as many threes as the winner's player did. So, like, I would have to do Hayes, I would have to do Ivy's, like, total threes for the season. Yeah, we could do that. I, I think that's fair. Let's you do that because, yeah. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And we will put a time lapse on yeah. uh, Instagram. Yeah. And if I lose, um, I'll have to hit, like, what, 11 three-pointers or something? Um, I'm very good, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, my guy. Easy. Uh, you know what? For you, you have to hit Killian Hayes' percentage. So you're at, like, 30 and a half. So yes. figure out how to make half a three, and we'll talk. <laughs> uh anyway thank you guys for listening to this episode of the buffs on podcast um we climbing the ranks and followings uh so follow us on all of our social media platforms uh, some technical difficulties to close out the pod there but you guys know the drill follow us on all social media platforms on twitter at buffs on podcast on instagram at buffs underscore on underscore podcast and on facebook at buffs on pod if you want to have a little fun with it tag i'm with and one of our host names valley connie gabe or amit and let us know which side of the killian ivy debate you are on and if you have any consequence suggestions throw them our way we're open as you heard on the show so thank you guys again so much for listening and again throw the buffs on detroit the future is bright